What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Monkey Finance Show podcast. Today, we're going to be recording episode number 52. And a little bit of a special treat today as well. I'm going to be uh, basically putting this up on the Monkey Finance Show YouTube channel as well. So if you want to follow me there, um, you can kind of see the video cast of this podcast recording. Otherwise, you can just continue listening on your favorite podcast uh, platforms. So today's episode, episode 52, I wanted to touch a little bit on the importance of contributing money into the stock market. Um, you know, sometimes I uh, feel like I get lost too much in breaking down funds, breaking down asset allocation strategies, and essentially doing so much analysis that it, it paralyzes me. And in, in the past, I've really struggled to kind of pull the trigger and make a decision on an investment. Sometimes I will think about it way too much or dig deep into it and, and study it for months. And like small cap value, I think I did probably about uh, give or take five, 6,000 hours of material uh, into just digging deep into small cap value. I'm talking about every free minute I had, uh, I, I put into small cap value. And, and really, is that necessary at the end of the day? Probably not. At the end of the day, I'm here to report um, that unless you're me, who's a nerd about this stuff, all you really need to focus on is capital, capital, capital. When I say that, I mean money putting into the account. You got to focus on putting money in the account. It doesn't really matter as long as you're low cost, broadly diversified. It doesn't really matter what asset allocation, what strategy you pick. Uh, essentially, it's like the uh, Kentucky Derby. Every single horse, unless they, I guess, break a leg of the start uh, start line, every single horse makes it to the finish line. Same thing here. As long as you're picking low. Uh, cost, broadly diversified index funds, they're all going to make it to the finish line pretty similar. Uh, you know, some might do slightly better. There's always a faster horse. There's always a slower horse. But, you know, if you just think about it, they're all going to make it to the finish line. They're all going to get you to millionaire status if you give it enough time. And more importantly, if you contribute enough money. Now, sometimes what's uh, lost in this whole uh, thought process of making sure I have the perfect portfolio is that the amount of money that you contribute in the beginning is essentially going to be uh, the amount is going to be the most important amount of money you put in because that money is going to determine for the most part the value of your portfolio. The money that you put in when you're 50 or 60 it might double if you're lucky in a good market condition, uh, but if it's like a 10 year horizon, you might double your money and maybe a little bit extra. But the money that you put in when you're younger, when you're 20 or 30, you have the potential of anywhere between 90x to uh, 30x, essentially, of your money if you're 20 to 30 years old. That money is going to be very important because when you uh, take compound growth into the equation, you're going to see that if you break down an investment calculator, if you just pull up, um, I don't know, uh, calculator.com, uh, but there's you can just Google investment calculator. If you pull up the graph and it says, this is how much you contributed and this is how much your portfolio is worth now, essentially you might contribute 5% of the overall worth of the portfolio if you're contributing as early as your 20s and contributing 20, 30% of your income. Now, on the flip side, if you contribute less now, right, and you're so worried about picking the right strategy and you you lose focus of the of the most important part of the equation, which is the contributions, 
then you're really going to stunt your future growth because any contributions that you make later on in life are not really going to be that powerful. And you might have, and hear me out on this, you might have the best portfolio, right? I don't think there's such a thing as the best, but let's say in your head you have the best portfolio and you think you have the best asset allocation. You got the risk tolerance down perfectly, but you've lost sight of the contributions. Well, even if your portfolio outperforms by 1% or 2%, but it didn't have that working capital in the beginning, it doesn't matter that you have the best portfolio because you're not going to have the most amount of money at the end. The way this game is won is the person who contributes the most at the beginning wins at the end. It's, it's that simple. It's the most simplest thing and something that I think I don't talk about enough. And I, I myself in the past have lost sight on this. Like, for example, when I was contributing in 2019, it was all about asset allocation being perfect. And then I stopped in 2020. I said, I'm just going to put it all in one fund. And then 2021, again, it went back to the monkey three, perfect asset allocation. Well, at least the part that I got right in 2021 is I put in $96,000 into the stock market. Now, some people might say that, oh, that's all-time highs or the monkey three is underperformed in 2021. Why would you do that? Well, the fact of the matter is, even if the monkey three goes to underperform, the fact is now I have $96,000 working for me for the next 30 plus years. So that money, that that ninety six thousand, if you just think about what's going to happen in 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 seven years, that ninety six thousand is going to be worth two hundred thousand, and in fourteen years, that two hundred thousand is going to be worth four hundred thousand. In twenty one years, that four hundred thousand is going to be worth eight hundred thousand, and then in thirty years, that eight hundred thousand is going to be worth one point six million dollars. So this uh, 96 that I just contributed in 2021, even if it's at a market all-time highs, by the time 30 years pass from now, it's going to be worth $1.6 million. That's the part that people fail to recognize. They're short-sighted in their thinking, and they think, well, I just invested at all-time highs. Well, guess what? There's always going to be an all-time high. There's no such thing as well, I guess it could be depending on the U.S. economy, but let's hope not. But there, in the past, at least historically in the U.S. economy, there hasn't been such a thing as the all-time high. Every time the market hits uh, new all-time highs, sometimes 15, 16 times a year, and sometimes it might take a few years for it to come back to all-time highs, but the market continuously continues to hit all-time highs as long as the American economy is growing, the GDP is growing. And, of course, American companies are growing if you're invested in the U.S. If you're invested in, in the globe, then as long as the globe is glo uh, growing, so is your portfolio. But, again, just understand the importance of compound growth. It's super slow in the beginning, and it's so hard for us to uh, mentally focus on compound growth because we don't see it. If you've been investing for two to three years, you don't see any compound growth. <laughs> it's just your money, right? If you look at my Fidelity portfolio, uh, once the market went down um, in the start of January and it went down, I don't know, 8 9%, essentially all my unrealized growth was wiped out. I think I was down to like $5,000 of, of gains, right? So the rest of that $100,000 portfolio is my money. And uh, what's important there is that I, if, I, if, I, if I'm not uh, thinking in the long term and if I'm super short-sighted, I'll look at that and go, man, this is terrible, right? But if you break it down the way I just did, that 96,000 turning into 1.6 million 
in uh, 30 years, you're going to say, oh, heck yeah, no brainer. I'm going to dump this in. I don't care if it's the best buying opportunity or the worst. Again, historically, there's no such thing as the top all-time high. The market continues to reach new all-time highs. So even if you're an investor who invests at only all-time highs, you're still going to become a freaking millionaire if you put in enough money in the beginning and give the market time to grow. So hopefully you guys uh, sort of understand uh, the importance of contributing early and often. And the reason that I kind of made this video and this podcast is I've gotten a lot of comments about people saying, should I max out my Roth IRA today or should I wait for the market to go down or to go down more? And, you know, my answer has always been as soon as you have the cash, you should do it. Uh, and, and that takes the stress out of trying to pick a market bottom. That takes the stress out of uh, dollar cost averaging and being wrong because the market goes up 75% of the time. If you dollar cost average, chances are the price that you first paid was the cheapest price, and then you've continuously paid more and more for those shares. Um, now, of course, this month or the start of this year hasn't been that way, but there is that 25% chance it doesn't. But if you're a probabilities person, you're probably going to want to take the 75% chance that the market goes up and not play the 25% chance that it doesn't. And I think it's silly holding on to cash. I see a lot of people want to hold on to cash, wait for better buying opportunities. And I mentioned this, I think, in my live stream. But I just went and looked at the S&P 500 last year in January of 21. It was at 3,700. What a great buying opportunity. Right now, the S&P dipped to like 4,400. And people are saying, it's a great buying opportunity. No, the best buying opportunity was a year ago. But if you're still holding on to cash, looking for a better buying opportunity, you're essentially probably going to buy now at 44 or 43 or 42. But when last year you could have had it at 37. And that's why I deploy cash literally as soon as it clears my account. If I get cash in my checking account, that cash leaves the checking account so fast and it's in my brokerage account the next day, got my buy orders in, I don't think about it takes the stress out of it but more importantly it helps me stay focused on the bigger picture the power of every dollar that i'm investing today what is it going to be worth 30 years from now and when i start to break that down in my head it gets me very excited and i could care less what the market does if the market collapses 50 percent and all my investments that i made in 2021 the 96,000 goes to 50,000. who cares if you're so worried about that, you probably shouldn't be in the stock market. You probably should be in the bond market, right? If you want to preserve so much of that capital that you initially put in and you don't want to risk it, be in bonds. Uh, but if you can see the bigger picture in the 30-year uh, view, you're going to see that that money is going to co compound and the majority of growth is going to come from your money working, not from your contributions, if you do it right. If you're doing it wrong, let's say you're trying to time the market, you're going to be wrong, more than likely. If you're trying to say, well, you know, I'm, I'm not comfortable investing at all-time highs, so I'm just going to dollar cost average. Um, you know, over the next 12 months, I have this lump sum of 10000 and I want to put it in uh, 800 bucks a month. If you do that, you're more than likely 75% of the time, 
you're going to be wrong because the market's going to be higher than what it was when you started your dollar cost averaging. And that's why I think lump sum investing, I made a video on this lump sum versus dollar cost. Um, lump sum works and it makes sense 75% of the time. Um, if you're unlucky to be in one of those times or those 25% uh, chance that it, it happens to not work out, I'm sorry for you, but hey, you still want to be on the side of whichever has the better probability. Anyways, I'm going to cut it short here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for watching on the YouTube side. Remember, subscribe to the Monkey Finance Show on YouTube if you want to watch the video cast, just me and my face. If you just like listening to my voice, like I said, keep listening on the podcast side. And do I have my phone? Yes, I do. Let me just check, see if we got any more uh, reviews here on the Monkey Finance uh, Show podcast. By the way, if you guys are listening to me on the, the uh, Apple podcast, you can go to the Monkey Finance Show, scroll to the bottom, and there's going to be a ratings and review section. I'd really appreciate it if you drop me a rating and a review. And we do have a new one. So thank you so much to LEG016. Uh, this was written on January 16th, 2022. First review of the year. Thank you so much, Ellie. Uh, five star too. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, it says, this podcast is an amazing resource for building wealth. Monkey does a great job in delivering valuable information and, re and removing the complexities that surround investing. Wow, that's a really positive review. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. Hopefully, today's video was some of that uh, along the tunes of what your review was. But thank you so much for the review. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, remember, move obstacles keep investing.